0: If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good. I just got a revelation this morning as uh, announcements were being made, and I thought of all these jokes, and I thought, man, I'm awful sarcastic. You know, a lot of our humor is uh, sarcastic. You know, if somebody slips on the ice, what do we do? We only have three honest people in this. Unless it's us. Not, so you got that right, amen. Well, uh, before we, we get started uh, with the message, um, I just want to uh, have, have a word of prayer. We have, uh, I think it's Mark and Ray went to the hospital this morning, and um, I wanna pray for Chris, and I wanna pray for Ron, and uh, so let's pray. You know, when I start talking, I think of a sermon for everything, so I'm just gonna get into prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, We thank you, Lord God, for your presence. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you that Jesus is with us. And he said he came to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. He came to bring recovery of sight to the blind. So we speak healing. Lord, over Ray right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak healing, over Chris, in the name of Jesus, we speak healing, over Ron, and we thank you, Lord God, that your word is true. It is not weak, it is powerful, so we receive it for them, Lord, in Jesus' name, we bind and break off the power of the enemy, in Jesus' name, we decree they're covered by the blood, we decree that the word of God is a sword, so we break off every uh, every spirit that would try to bring uh, infirmity to them now in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, Lord God, that you hear our prayers. We thank you that you answer our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Katie was uh, talking about the queen and whether... Uh, you know, how, how, many, uh, how many of you are perfect Christians? Any perfect Christians in here? Oh, okay, good. We don't have to, if, I was gonna raise, if you raise your hand, I'd say we got to pray, cast out that lying spirit. But anyway, the queen, uh, she was a good friend of Billy Graham. Uh, she was a Christian herself. And she said one of her greatest desires was to take her crown and cast it before Jesus' feet. Hallelujah. You know, you don't know, but you got a crown, and one of these days, you're going to take that crown, and you're going to cast it before the feet of Jesus. Well, uh, we have a king. He's got a crown, and we've got crowns, whether you know it or not. But you know, uh, the thought came to me this week that we need to utilize the kingdom. We need to utilize the kingdom. So what does utilize mean? It means to put to profitable account or to put to profitable use. How many of you know that you can have something that's of value, but you're not using it? You can have a house full of electricity and never plug into it. You can have a freezer full of food and never go into it. You can have a car and never put in the key and turn it on and use, you're always calling, you're always calling somebody else to come pick you up, but you've got a car in the driveway that's work and you've got to put the key in. You've got to turn it on and you've got to utilize it. You've got to put it to good use. Well, I'm going to talk about utilizing the kingdom because not everything in the kingdom is automatic. A lot of times we think, well, I'm a child of God, therefore I have this. Well, you have to utilize what God has given us. Hallelujah. All right. So with that in mind, I want us to uh, look at Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12. And it says this, it says, "For For from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. In other words, we are in the kingdom, but we have to utilize the kingdom by exercising the kingdom. What is the kingdom? The kingdom is the rule and reign of Jesus Christ. And we, when we are under the rule and reign of Jesus Christ, then we have righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Why don't you fake it, fake it a little bit this morning, smile at me, and I'll think you're in the kingdom. You smile. Can't righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Sometimes I think, man, i got to preach these people saved again. And I know they're already saved. Anyway. So the kingdom of God suffers violence. There is an enemy that wants to keep you from enjoying the kingdom. An enemy that tries to and Joel, uh, Pastor Joel, uses this uh, sermon or the sermon this. The scripture, every time he preaches, John 10, 10, the thief cometh not but for to kill, to steal, and destroy. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to spe- steal your passion. He wants to steal your love. He wants to steal what Jesus has put on the inside of you. I want to just say this, that the, that the power that's on the inside of you is greater than the resistance that you're coming up against. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. Hallelujah. So, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by we have the privilege of working with the Father Son and the Holy Spirit to bring the kingdom of God into our areas of influence into our I'm not responsible for your area of influence. I'm not responsible for some other city or some other nation unless God puts a burden on my heart for that place. But we are responsible for our area of influence. How many of you live in a family? Okay, yeah, some people might not, you know. You live in a family, you have an area of influence, and you can bring righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. You can bring the love of God. You can speak the truth in love. You know, sometimes we speak the truth, but it's not in love. Speaking the truth in love. That's our whole goal. Sometimes the truth feels like it's cutting, but we don't need to turn the knife. We don't need to turn the knife. You know, the, uh, I had to have a heart surgery one time. My heart was all right. It was just the sack around it, pericarditis, and it was inflamed. And there was so much pressure from the inflammation in that because there was fluid built up, it was going to stop my heart. So they had to take a knife to cut me open so that they could drain the water from the sack that was around my heart. Sometimes, well, I don't want to get cut, Pastor. Pastor. The reality is that sometimes, if we don't get cut, then then there is a greater danger of what we're what we're what we have is going to kill us. Melody didn't like it, but uh, when I was laying there on the uh, laying there in the uh, emergency room, a doctor came and said, "Well, your heart could blow up at any time." <laughs> so really, I appreciated that knife. I appreciated the cut that opened it up so that they could get to that sack around my heart and drain the fluid from my heart. We know that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. But yet again, we are to speak the truth in love and if the, sh- and if the word is sharp, then we're not to dig it in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So with that in mind, you know, uh, and actually we prayed it this morning. It was in my notes <laughs> before Katie said it. We've, we've been, we have prayed, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we pray that, we have to respond with action to show that we have faith to show that we really want the kingdom of God. You know, we, we, have got, uh, we have gotten into religious ways of thinking to where we say things without even really wanting them. If Jesus, the kingdom, uh, Jesus, the king of the king, gives us a command, then if we want the kingdom, we're going to respond to the command. This is my commandment that you love one another. Well, I'll go a little bit deeper. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Let's go a little deeper. Love your enemy. Did Jesus say that? Love your enemy. Now, Jesus, Jesus didn't say this, but the apostle Paul said it, and he got it from Jesus. Love your wife. Husbands love your wives, as Christ loved the church. You know, some, for some people, you have no problem with that. For some people, that's a knife. Some people, that would be a knife. But the reality is, if the knife cuts and it hit and it brings forth healing, it brings forth the kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Well, in uh, Matthew chapter seven, verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father, which is in heaven. Our confession and our belief has to be followed up with corresponding obedience. Well, I'm in America. I'm in America. Nobody tells me what to do. Hey, if you're born again, you've got another citizenship. You have got another citizenship, and that citizenship is the citizen, citizenship of heaven. And you follow its rules, his rules. Thank you, Lord. We must realize that the scripture exhorts us to continue in faith, and faith is action, and not let it slip away. The Bible says in, in the book of James that faith works by—no, it doesn't say that. It says, it says, uh, faith without works is dead, so you can tell me how much you love me and how much you care for me and then you talk them behind my back. That, that's just, that's not happening. At least I don't know it. <laughs> Nobody's told me. But the reality is, as God gives us command, then we, we've got to follow that command. He said, well, I've got faith, brother. I'm believing God for this and I'm believing God for that. Well, your, your actions has to correspond with the rest of what Jesus said. Well, I want to be saved and I want to be healed and I want to be whole and I want to be prosperous and I want to have, are, lo- are you loving your wife as Christ loved the church? Are you respecting your husband? I've been picking on, on men all day. Might as well get to, the, are you respecting your husband? Hallelujah. All right, so if the, if the kingdom of God is suffering violence, we must realize that there is a battle that we are in. But we have have been given a life source and a power to overcome it. And And I've already said this, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. No matter what the resistance is, you have a power greater that overcomes the resistances coming against you. I want righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, but I've got to line up with the rest of it. I'm not, I'm not calling you to perfection. Because if you had to be perfect to preach, I wouldn't be up here. But I'm growing in grace, I'm growing in faith, I'm growing in Christ. We are in a continual mode of growth. We continue to grow in Christ. And the more we grow in Christ, the greater the kingdom is in our lives. It's demonstrated in our lives. I believe that the more the power of God that is released in our lives also, even though God will release his power to us, even when we're babes. One of the reasons I'm standing up here preaching, I remember uh, I had a nephew he was uh, living with us, and I was a real. If I was a teenager, I was probably thirteen or something like that, but my but my, uh, but my nephew was laying on a ta- was laying on our kitchen table, and he was just in convulsions, just shaking, shaking, shaking. And I said, "Lord." got to watch what you say I said lord if you heal him i will serve you If you heal him I, and he <laughs> healed him That wasn't the only time I said that <laughs> You know god calls in his debts God calls in those things that you say, Lord, if you do this, I will. I will. It might not be this week. It might be a couple of years down the road. But he'll say, do you remember when you said this? Do you remember? You might want to just, uh, you don't have to do it now, but you might want to just uh, remember back, Lord, what have I ever said to you that I haven't done? just a thought. Well, we already talked about uh, John 10.10. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came that we might have life and life more abundantly. For us sometimes to enjoy the life and life more abundantly, we have to resist the devil so that we can walk in the life and the life more abundantly because it's not God that's holding back the life. It's not God that's holding anything back from you. It's the enemy that wants to kill, steal, and destroy. So you have to utilize the kingdom. Let me just say this in case I forget it. Utilizing the kingdom and causing the kingdom to manifest in our lives, we have to pray. Pray. We have to ask, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. That is a a continual asking, a continual seeking, and a continual knocking. Not just a one time deal. Well, I prayed once and it never happened. Thank you, Lord. Well, we also see in Ephesians chapter 6, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We have to realize again that the power that is within us is greater than the resistance that is against us. And then he says in verse 11 put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the schemes of the devil. When I was in the Navy, we had what was called the uniform of the day. The uniform of the day. They told you what you were supposed to wear. I used to like to wear the whites. You know, you had white pants, you had white, white shirt, you had a white hat. You looked like an ice cream man. All you needed was a bell, ding, 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 ding. But I also liked the blues. I didn't like to sing the blues. But I like the dress blues. But you know what? You didn't go to battle station in your dress whites. You didn't go to battle station in your dress blues. We had what back then. It's different now. But when I was in the navy, they had what they called dungarees. It's like bell-bottom pants. <laughs> oh, just, they got away from that. What's the problem? They had bell-bottom pants and like a jean shirt, and they had that white hat. You know, when you went to battle stations, you didn't go in your dress. You went in your dungarees. And a lot of times we're getting up and we're putting on this and we're putting on that, and God says, hey, that's not what you're putting on today because you're going to be doing battle. Not that he's leading you to battle, but the enemy's coming, so you need your battle gear. He says again, "Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes or the wiles of the devil." Thank you, Lord. And then I wrote down John ten ten again, which we don't need to go over, but we need to be prepared for the battle. You know, a lot of t- in some in some churches and some groups they make you think like God is the one that's causing you the problem. I was, I was raised in, I was raised in a church like that to where everything that happened, it was God's fault. My mother had rheumatoid arthritis. She, she was crippled in her hands. She was crippled in her feet. She had to have knee replacement, hips replacement. She, it was, she's a mess. And her brother, you know, uh, my mother was a Christian And he came over uh, to our house, and she was telling him about God. And uh, her brother said, well, if God loves you so much, then why did he do this to you? Well, you know, back then, I didn't know anything. All I knew was how to get to church, and I put the dime that my mother gave me in the plate. That's all I knew. But I found out that it's not God that's the one that's doing it. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals us. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. He is the Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is with us. He is Jehovah, the Lord our shepherd. He is the good shepherd. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you're with the good shepherd? Yes. Thank you, Lord. And then he goes on to say, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against... Pre-. He didn't say we're wrestling against God. Right. He says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Turn to somebody and say, those people, those people in the other church are not your enemies. Those people in the other party are not your enemies. Those people and you know those people those people in China are not your enemies. The government might be, but the people are not your enemies. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, man, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this age. We must realize that we are in a spiritual fight we must control our attitudes towards flesh and blood. Right. Because a lot of times we're putting on flesh and blood what spirits of darkness are actually motivating them to do. Right. Thank you, Lord. Well, he says, therefore take, on, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day. You think we've ever gotten to the evil day yet? Hallelujah. And having done all to stand, and he says, therefore, he says, uh, that you may be able to stand against the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt with truth, having put on the blessed breastplate of righteousness. That loins girt with truth was a belt uh, that the, Roman, the Romans wore and that held them, that held everything together. What is the belt? It's truth. Some of you are falling apart because you don't you don't have on the you don't you're not utilizing the truth. I've got a picture on my phone, uh, and it was the same by Charles Spurgeon, and it says, "The people that own a Bible that's falling apart usually their lives are not falling apart." You get that? When you've got the word on the inside of you, you're utilizing the word, it keeps you together. You know the scripture where it, where it talks about that Jesus, uh, that in all things he may uh, have the preeminence. It also says that he holds all things together. Yeah. Your life falling apart? Come to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of antagonism. And having your feet shod with the gospel of hatred. And having your feet shod with the, with the, with the gospel of argumentative. No, it says having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What kind of gospel are we living? What kind of gospel are we speaking? What kind of gospel are we showing? Thank you, Lord. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. The helmet of salvation is the helmet that you put on with the word and the promises of God. How much are you meditating on the promises? Oh, that's me. I'm doing. <laughs> I've said, "Where's that noise coming from?" <laughs> and it's me. That's just like looking in the mirror and wondering what the problem is, and you find out it's me. <laughs> Sometimes we blame the devil, and it's me, not me for you, you for you. Thank you, Lord. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. In other words, praying always is one of the ways of utilizing the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. I went a lot longer than i went i'm not done <laughs> but i want to share with you that do you know the uh, the celebration that we celebrate tomorrow as Christians in uh, fifteen seventeen october thirty first there was a There was a priest that nailed a piece of paper to a church door, and uh, he was really an unknown priest. But when he nailed those 95 theses, and you know, isn't it wonderful when you when you look look on you uh, not YouTube when you look on uh, Google, and people rewrite history. It says that, that Martin Luther nailed 95 revolutionary opinions. I'm thinking, I know where you're from. They weren't 95 opinions. They were 95, uh, 95 thoughts from the word of God to correct abuse that was in the church. And the church was also controlling the government. He said, well, see, that proves we need to have separation of church and state. Separation of church and state is not in the Constitution. It was in a letter that uh, Thomas Jefferson wrote to a church that they were worried about the government. And he said there is a separation of church and state so that the government will not control the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Amen. Amen. let me preach, man. You're you're worse than my wife. Oh well, if you only knew. Hallelujah. But you know what? Oh, I can't get off on it. You know, I. That's exactly right. Preach the word. But I can see in the Old Testament how God used prophets as well as his people to shape the nations of the world as well as their own. You know what? If you read the Bible, you would think that God hates Egypt. you Because you see the plagues and all of these different things coming upon them and you see it used for for sin throughout the Bible, but there are some scriptures in the Bible where God is going to restore Egypt and restore Assyria. Just a couple of verses. But if we, if we go over the whole thing, we think that, man, he's against them. They're, they're just done. God is going to restore them because he's going to bring them into covenant with his people. Amen. Scott, I need you real quick. This is going to be quick. Could you open that up? God wants to use you. Just stand there. Yep, there you go. When I am under the umbrella, I am protected from the acid rain of the world. But if I get out from under the umbrella, then I am open to the attack of the kill, steal, and destroy." God said to his people, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal their land. I come back under the umbrella and I come in not only to the protection, but I come under the prosperity and the blessing that it has for me. Thank you. A lot of times we're we're thinking, well, why doesn't God do this and why doesn't God do that? The reality is, is He's waiting on us. He wants us to have the kingdom of God in our land. But we've got to utilize the prayer. We've got to utilize the name of Jesus. We've got to utilize the blood of Jesus. We've got to utilize our confession, and decrees to bring down powers of darkness that are not flesh and blood, but are powers of darkness that need to be brought under the submission of the Lord Jesus Christ. I spoke about Martin Luther in October 15th, uh, no, October 1517, Well, in 1517, October 31st is when he nailed the, that's over 500 years ago. Do you know that unknown priest is still affecting the world today because of the words he put out? You know, you might think, well, what can I do? Well, God's given you an opportunity to vote. Given you an opportunity. Said, oh, but but my vote don't count. If your vote don't count, then why do we have to listen to all those political advertisements? Amen, speak brother. I'm trying to, brother, but you keep interrupting me. <laughs> but you know, even in, even, in our, even in our thing, we have to walk in love. You can't have a radical spirit against people. Come on. You don't have a radical spirit against people. You have a radical spirit against principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness of this world. What do I want to vote for? I want to vote to preserve life. I want to vote to preserve family. I want to vote to preserve the, the principles of the Word of God. And as I do that, as our nation comes, you know, uh, there's this thing, you might disagree with me, but uh, there's, this, there's this hat I saw. It says, make America righteous again. And I'm thinking, it's not, it was never really altogether righteous. But there were those that... That tried to promote godly principles. If we, if we promote that, then God's blessing will be there. Hallelujah. I'm going to close with this. You, probably, you may have never heard the scripture before, but it's in Jeremiah chapter 6. Verse 16, it says, Thus says the Lord, stand, and, stand in the way and see. Ask for the old path where the good way is and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. You know, we, we quote the, the 23rd Psalm, He restores my soul but I've got to utilize something. I've got to utilize the old path. What is the old path? It's to go back to the truth and to bring the principles of the truth into our nation. You say, well, we don't have any power. I beg to differ. I see in an Old Testament where people prayed. I see where there was one prophet by the name of Daniel. He prayed and he changed the course of nations. Not just one nation, but nations. We've got a power on the inside of us that's great. I remember, I don't remember being there, but I remember reading the scripture where, where he's praying and this angel appears unto him and he becomes so weak he can't even stand up. You might feel so weak, you might feel like you're disabled, you might feel like you can't do anything, but you pray and fast like he did and that angel touched him and brought him up and put him on his feet. God is for you. Let me read that scripture again because I didn't finish it all. It says, thus says the Lord, stand in the way and see. Ask for the old paths. You ever heard that song, give me that old time religion? <laughs> give me that old time religion. Give me that. Hallelujah. Somebody's got it. Stand in the old path, stand in, stand in the way and see. Ask for the old paths where the good way is. How many of you know the difference between good and bad? You know, when you're well, it's a good day. When you can pay your bills and give to other people, it's a good day. When you can give healing away, it's a good day. When you can live righteously, it's a good way. Ask for the old paths where the good way is and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. Oh, no. oh. man. That? They said, we will not walk in it. But that doesn't have to be you. That's right. Say, Lord bring me back to the good path. That's what I'm asking. Lord, bring me back to the good path. Bring me back to where I love my neighbor. Bring me back to where I'm walking. You know, it's hard to demand righteousness when we're not walking in it ourselves. It's hard to demand people love each other when we're not doing it ourselves. You are the light of the world. Now, either, either you lying or Jesus is lying. I be, And I tell you, Jesus did not lie because he said he is the truth. He is the truth. Did anybody get anything today? Hallelujah. My, this isn't just about this isn't just about voting day even though it is it it is about us living righteous throughout the year it's about us praying for the kingdom throughout the year it's about us living a lifestyle that causes his kingdom to come and his will to be done, not just around election time, but throughout the year. I want to be the salt of the earth throughout the year. How about you? Do you want to be salt? Yes. Yeah. Then you're going to have to love people that disagree with you. Is that possible? Is that even possible? With God, all things are possible. And we won't go there. <laughs> yes, I love you, dear. And if I had it all to do over again, I would do it at the drop of a hat. Thank you, Lord. I've learned what to say over the years. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You tell me that in private. Too. I tell her in private. <laughs> I had a, a pastor that used to used to tell me he's a, taller than I was. He, he tells his wife he's large and in charge. Yeah. So I'm large and in charge. Anyway, thank you, Lord. <laughs> See, the longer you go, the more you fall into it. You got to just quit. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you, Lord God, that that it's the Holy Spirit on the inside of us that is causing the kingdom not only to be manifested, Lord, in us, but to be manifested through us. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, that the power that is in us is greater than the than the resistance against us. We give you all praise and honor and glory. We pray, Lord God, for righteousness to come to this nation. We pray, Lord God, for healing to come to this nation. We pray, Lord God, for this nation to walk in the old path. Lord God, that our souls might be restored. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you. Amen, I'm gonna ask the uh, the prayer team to come up.